on Tia Talks and today we're here with the Baseline Artist. So if you guys can just go around and introduce yourself and say what's up to the people. So whoever, let's start on well, this well, side. Yeah. <laughs> let's start. Uh, what's up everybody? Tamba uh, from Harrisburg, PA. Drove three hours to be here. Very special moment. Very special opportunity. <laughs> yes. And you know, just looking forward to this. What's going on y'all? Trey Nova, uh, Chicagoland native. Now based here in New York City, um, very thankful for Tia to have us here. I'm excited to just, you know, discuss and just talk, talk things out. Yes. Hey everyone, my name is Ame. I'm originally from Lock Haven, Pennsylvania. No one knows where that is, but I am a New York, a New Yorker now. Yeah. I, yo, we the Black Winter Twins from Rockland County, New York. Very happy to be here. Yes, well, hello. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, so today we just gonna chop it up, talk. Um, so I guess like let's just get into it. The first question of the night or the day. What do y'all want y'all's legacy to be? You can start. Wow. Ladies oh, first. All right, ladies first. Okay. My question. my heavy. legacy as an artist. That's a that's a heavy yeah. question. Um for me, growing up, like like I said, I grew up in like a very small town in Pennsylvania, and I was pretty much like the only black person there. Um, so for me, like my legacy is, I just want to be able to like create opportunity for people for minorities, for people that you know don't have the representation that they should be having, shouldn't have the opportunities that they have. I just want to make sure that I am I'm there as a voice and as support to like go ahead and like make opportunities for everybody. Okay, I love that. All right, so who wants to go next? It's you, you're on the spot. Yeah, uh, that was a great question. So, I mean, for us, like back when we grew up in like the suburbs, and like also just like her, it wasn't a lot of white, it wasn't a lot of black people, and um, we're our music taste was kind of different from a lot of the kids there, and I discovered this artist called MF Doom. I don't know if you know him. But when I heard him, it was like, yo, it was like the most exciting thing ever. I wanted to put on the world to him. And I felt like even though he wasn't talking about things necessarily that pertain to our life, it was more so like, yeah, I felt like he just get me. And yeah, if we could do that for somebody to create that excitement, to like, yo, like one of the twins, that album was crazy. And we <laughs> right. the barbershop <laughs> arguing about it. I would, I would love that. Okay, yeah. I love that. Yep. Do you want to add anything? Nah, well, he said it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so like a twin thing? Yeah, that's yeah, what that yeah. is. Yeah. I love that. Okay. We're on the same page. That's tight. All right, what about over you here? Oh, we can go back. I'll go, all right. Uh, for me, um, I have a lot of similarities. So, you know, what you guys talked about, you know, predominantly white areas. But for me specifically, so I'm from Sierra Leone, West Africa. Uh, my people, Kanal people, they've never seen anything like this before. You know, I'm the first in that tribe, in that area to be at this level. So to me, it's important for me to keep going because obviously there's a kid there who never even seen an airplane possibly could look at me and say, yeah, I could do that too. So that, that's right. what it is for me. It's I basically that. empowering that. What about you? Y'all had some good like answers. <laughs> <laughs> just like how you feel, like how when when you say legacy, that word mm -hmm. legacy, like just think about it, like what it comes to the first thing to your mind and then to your heart. How how can you connect to that word with your artistry? Right, right. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. For me, it's more so. I think y'all touched a lot about like touched a lot on the topics of just the community that we grew up in. Um, I definitely want to be able to support the black community and what I do. And because I'm so proud of my community and um, I just want them to be proud of me as well. So I do a lot of that in my music. I talk about a lot of issues that we have, um, a lot of black centric stuff. Um, I'm really big into like health and wellness. So there's a way if I can like mesh my music with the health and wellness aspect of it and be able to create these workshops and events, and things like that. Um, that's where my mind goes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 
more so into the mentality of like everything that I do is is for that, but also also you know it's for people at large, you know, okay. the world at large. So. That's dope. I love it. So it's so crazy. So okay, me too. I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. <laughs> <That's> too. <laughs> yeah. So now we're all here, you know, trying to just uplift you know, our people. (laughs) So I love that. I love that. Y'all keep doing this. So I want to know, like, whoever wants to volunteer to talk, but how do y'all connect with, like, Baseline and Zach? Who has, like, a good story? So my story is a little bit of a mystery. So I performed in Atlanta last, or I guess, well, yeah, last year. And I came back and I had a couple more performances. At one of the performances, someone saw me and then they were at a mutual place where Zach was at and they told him about me and that's how he reached out to me on Instagram. Oh. But we to this day like don't know who it was. Like he doesn't know who the person was. I don't know who the person was. It was a man, so I don't know if anyone's okay. watching you did that. Thank you. <laughs> um, but really like we really don't know like who connected us. Like none mm. of us can remember like where we would have like seen someone mutual. So yeah it's, it's okay. kind of a mystery. <laughs> okay. Y'all both from PA though, right? We are both from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I've I yeah. played like soccer and basketball like in his hometown, like for high school, but like I don't I don't know him. Right. But it's really cool that we like are in close proximity to each other, you know. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Uh, uh <laughs> just found us on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Instagram is a great way, you know, to, you know, find people and stuff. So yeah, social media. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna hold you when he DM'd us, I thought that shit was a scam. Because like, there's so many. I, was, I really was. But like, he said, yo, just call us tomorrow at 12 p.m. I was like, all right, whatever, yo. And I called him and he was, he was talking and telling me about it. And it seemed really legit. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, social media, you have to be careful because there's people scamming. So many scams. And then, yeah, like, if you put your about... email on Instagram, then they're going to come in your email. So, yeah, you Especially have to this be... industry. We're just talking it's, about it. It's really bad. Yeah. Hey, we're just talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, for me, with Zach, funny enough, um, I grew up about, like, maybe 20-some minutes apart. He was in Lancaster area. I'm in Harrisburg, so, you know, 20, 30-some minutes, depending on, you know, how slow you drive. But, you know, we grew up, we met each other, like, maybe, like, I was, like, 17, 18 years old. We okay. were, you know, we met each other, and then just, that was about it. Went separate ways in life and whatnot. And two years ago, he hits me up because a mutual friend, an artist that I used to work with, a vocalist, said, hey, you know, he's doing this, you're doing that. And since then, you know, so we literally haven't spoken between that time frame. Didn't even know each other. We existed ever since we met each other, and then we just connected, and that was it. Wow. So we've been, you know. Okay. It's fine. It's a full circle moment. Yeah. It is. It is. I like that. Okay. What about yeah. you? Um, yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> social media. Yeah, it's social media savvy, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I had a music video called Closer, uh, featuring artist Nakia Ide. Shout out to you, um, Los Angeles based artist. Um, but that video right there was one of the the songs that I had out that was picking up some streams and picking up some notoriety. Um he said someone and then that baseline picked up on it and referred it to Zach. Zach checked it out. Zach hit me up through Instagram. Um, but it was the same. You know, you, you hear these type of people coming mm-hmm. around and you just gotta like assess it and see what works and if this person's real or not. Uh, for a minute, I didn't even know what the dude face looked like. Right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like really. Man. It was a mystery man, but every t- every call that we got on was very genuine. Yeah, okay. it came from the heart. Um, so, you know, slowly but surely we started trusting each other and I was like, hey, let's do this. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So now you guys are all here. Yeah. We're all here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Okay. So how would you guys describe the New York City music scene? Like the scene and then also like the sound. So first question, what is the New York sound? What is New York sound? Like you guys have any input on that? It's like everything. Okay. Like it's like a it's a it's like a melting pot. Like there's literally so many different types of artists and like everyone is so talented too. Like if you go to like even just like a small open mic, like I'm always blown away by like the the authenticity and the creativeness of everyone. And like I've been in Philly and I've been in a couple other cities and it feels like New York, like everyone's about their shit. You know what I mean? Like everyone works really hard and takes things very seriously. So it's nice to be in that environment where everyone is like hustling constantly all the time because it just like fuels you then to hustle too, you know? Right, right. 
Mm. What about, I, I think know. what's unique, I mean, I have limited access here because I have to drive to get here but you know I have a sister who lives in New Jersey so I've actually done shows here before right. you know I have some sort of understanding but I think what's unique about New York is one you have the historical context right you have people who made it so you so you know like if you're up and coming there's 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 a way for you there's an angle for you if you're from a small city whatever it's like you've never seen anyone else get to that place before so it's different but here you have all right you have the Jay-Z's you have the Nas you have all these different people so you know at some point you just have to keep pushing and you you can get that your foot in the door as well too going back to like the talent you have to really outshine the next person because everyone's like I can do it because this other person did it too so it makes it a unique environment mm -hmm. as far as you know, artistry goes yeah um I agree with both of your points um I moved around quite a bit from I'm from Chicago but you know I lived in LA I lived in Honolulu, now I'm here. And I've done music in each one of those cities. And I I got the, the luxury of being able to see the different scenes and see how creatives there um, express themselves. And so here in New York, it's it's interesting. Like there's, there's a lot going on. There's different pockets here. And it seems like people just find their own pocket and they roll with that. And it just kind of like bubble up in that scene. Um, what I would love to see in New York is like more collectiveness and like being able to come together. I'm here as a guest, so it's, uh, you know, take my word with a grain of salt, but I really see that like, I know collective uh, effort is better than, you know, solo effort. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see that come out of New York in the next couple, like coming years. Yeah. I honestly, I do agree with you with like the different pockets. I've actually noticed that too. There's, a, it's like, it is kind of like very like divided. And I have, I have yet to see like a big like festival that like celebrates everyone. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I would like to see that in the future. Let's make that happen, y'all. Yeah. We, can, we have the power. We can do that. That, that is so true. What about you guys? You guys live in New York, but you guys live a little bit yeah. further up from the city yeah. so what are y'all's thoughts on like the differences from like living where you live and then new york city music like what's the difference it's it's hella vast man. like you know where we where we live in rockland there's not much diversity and like not a lot of like art being displayed it's just a lot of work right all that. so like coming here is like a completely different world you know so yeah like Every corner, there's a recording studio, there's a venue, there's like yeah. everywhere, like a hard studio. Here, up there, it's like not that much. Yeah. You know? So do you guys feel like mm, you plan on moving down to, to the city soon? Yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah. We stayed in Brooklyn for a little bit, like two years ago. Okay. So, yeah. The music scene is, is like very, very one-dimensional in Rockland. Like it's like mainstream stuff mm. okay there. you know it's just like everyone's just trying to do the same thing but when we come here it's less like oh okay you can see Everything the way people is. just by the way people dress even yeah it's like all right those, those are like the hood niggas and oh these are like the quirky artsy people and these are like the vegans or whatever yeah or, you know so like it's so cool and diverse I, we never even really get to come here a lot but oh yeah. okay interesting okay so where do y'all feel like like I know you, you brought up like the the idea of like the pockets and like the different groups of music. Where do y'all feel like y'all fit in? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, like what is y'all's group? Like are y'all in a pocket or y'all like just I don't know. I just love the weird and expressive. Like weird and, <laughs> and expressive. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like the more you can express yourself and be genuine in that, like I'm with that. Whatever that looks like, that's what so I have like a very diverse group of people that I roll with. Okay. Yeah, and I think what's unique too, this is, you know, big shout out to Zach for this, but you see us all, but if you were to hit play on each of our songs, completely different. Right. So completely oh, yeah, different very sound, different. Right? Yeah. So, and I think that again goes back to, you know, uh, what Trey was saying about you have the different facets and segments, but Zach has found a way, and obviously a personality which we all know very well together, found a way to make it all work. We just did a show and from one artist to the next, all different, but at the same time, the energy was the same. At the same time, the, the goal was the same, the intention was the same. So I think it's just, you know, it, it comes back to, you know, the authenticity, as, you know, uh, Amir was saying over there. It's just the authenticity is the starting point. No matter what you sound like, no matter what you're doing, mm -hmm. human beings are going to connect to that. Mm -hmm. You're going to have that human connection to it. So, yeah. 
I agree. Yeah, and I think it was very beautiful, like, at the drone um, venue. Like, y'all all, like, performing and stuff, yeah. and, like, coming together. So y'all actually have, like, another performance coming up soon, right? When yep. is that? Uh, June 2nd, June 2nd, right? So Thursday night. It's going to be... It's gonna be lit. I'm really excited. That's when we plug it in. Yeah, we'll buy your tickets now. Where is it? Where Chelsea, Chelsea Music Hall. Chelsea Music Hall. Yeah. So what are y'all doing to like prepare for this next performance? I am <laughs> in the gym. I'm doing yoga. I'm stretching every day because the last show I was so tired. Like I was out for a good two days afterwards. Like I was my my body was sore. I was like exhausted. You, you were like dancing. Like, yeah, you, you were yeah, dancing. Yeah, you, you yeah. Were. yeah, I needed to like prep for that more. Okay. Like when I am dancing. So like now I'm gonna get my ass back in class again. <laughs> okay. Like I don't I won't be breathing hard on stage ever again because I was like pretty horrible. So I don't know if y'all. So you know I don't know if you saw the show. But yeah. yeah. So there was a song where I like sat down on I the saw stage. That. I was like, oh, she's tired. The worst um, Charlie horse in my cow. Like so, the song before that, I was like dancing around, moving. I like bent down on stage, and it like I felt it. I was like, oh no! I was like, this is gonna like be a disaster. But then I saw you on your set. You got up on the stage and you like went to the you know the beginning, and you're like yeah. sitting down and crouching. I was like, oh, I can do that. So you can like see. I feel like you can see it in my eyes, like through okay. the in the video of being me. Like, what are you gonna do, Amelia? What are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you got well, something. You pulled it off though, skillfully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Off, but in my yeah. head. I was literally like, I'm about to cramp up on stage right now and like make a scene. So I had to sit down, sing a little song yeah. from there, and then like stand up and move. But um, yeah, so I will be going to the gym and like okay. working out yeah, to prep. But and it's funny you say that because I went on right after these dudes and I saw them get off the stage. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing that now. So, yeah, yeah. Right, so yeah. I'm, doing, I'm like, all right. Y'all put all the rules. I didn't know y'all could do half the stuff. I was like, what? I was like, all right, well, we're doing that now. <laughs> Now, for me, though, preparation is really just, you know, I, I think it, it's key for me is just going through the set, continuously going through the set, going back, seeing the video. What, what, what did you do differently? What would you do differently? So on and so forth. It's just basically every second counts. Because, yeah. again, you know, live shows, and I'm sure you guys all understand this, you know, that's the moment to, like, when someone comes to see you, it's like make or break, right? It's that one opportunity mm -hmm. for you to make a fan or for someone to just, you know, neglect what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So. The, the masterfulness, the, the aspect of going in and saying, you know what, I'm going to look at what I did the last time around and I'm going to try to step it up a little bit, right. you know, whether it's, you know, going out, to, you know, working out or, yeah. you know, breath control, certain aspects of things, crowd interactions. That's for me. It's just going back, yeah. looking at the tape like a pro athlete does, right? Look at yeah. the tape and then over see what you're going to do the next again. time. Yeah. Um, something that just like is coming to my mind though, like when I was watching you perform, is like you was having this conversation. Yeah, yeah, that and was really I, cool. I, I think that that like set you apart too. That like it really like I felt connected. I was like, okay, we're going on this journey. Like, let's go. <laughs> it's funny because I have I was telling Trey out there. I have four sisters and two brothers, okay. and we're all very close. Every Sunday, we hop on a Zoom call and we talk talk about the week. It doesn't matter. My one sister lives in Jersey. Everybody jumps on the call. So one thing I learned the past year is if you talk, just, just make people feel comfortable, that's unique. So that's what I did that night. It's basically what I learned from those conversations. Bring your story forward, tell people, and see what happens. Right. Get engaged with that. So a lot of it is just the family experience. I just took it and just put it on the stage that night. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. That's, that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, it's the technical aspect of it. Just okay. looking at what you do and how you can improve. Uh, for me, I just, with each show, I just try to see like, how much more can I, like, lose myself in the performance? So, like, how much more can I dive deeper into my craft and, like, just, yeah, just lose myself? Like, mm -hmm. every performance won't be able to just, like, wake get to the point where I get off stage, I'm like, I don't remember what I did. Like, you black out. out. That's yeah. what I would say. I would say out in yeah. performances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was dope. Oh, for sure. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look at the video. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the ultimate goal for me. But, yeah, going back, it also is you got to be masterful. Yeah, like I probably watched the performance back probably like a good fifty times right. already of just wow. like studying myself and being like, okay, you're like look at it and get cringy, like oh, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> you gotta get used. To it. I, I do it. I'm like, oh, why did I say that? Why did I? Move? Everyone's loving it, but T, yeah. you're going worst critic, so right. I get like that sometimes. So okay, well, I love it. I love it. You guys keep studying your craft, yeah. getting better. 
And then I'll be at the next performance too. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. I'm excited for that. So with these different venues, have you guys like experienced like any like discrimination or mm. you know, anything like that along those terms? Yes. Yeah, we were just talking about it. Uh, yeah. Being in a realm of hip hop, it's like you gotta like sell yourself because mm -hmm. people, you know, you say you rap or you do hip hop, they automatically think you bring in a certain crowd. Mm -hmm. And uh, me personally, I do a lot of neo soul, R&B, jazz, hip hop, fusion music. So my crowd is just a certain certain crowd. Uh -huh. But um, it's like, yeah, it's these venues that can be gatekeeping at a certain point, and it's you got to make sure to. It sucks that you have to do it, but you do have to like kind of distinguish yourself. Um, it shouldn't be that way. I mean, you should be accepting of all music, especially if they're bringing people into the door. I mean, you're yeah. making you money at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, it's definitely that weird, like, yeah, I rap, but also I'm not there. So like, I'm not like, I'm yeah, not like that. So right. it's, it's weird. Until that day comes where you no longer have to do that, I feel like that's going to be an uphill battle for a lot of, at least hip hop artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also feel like going back to like the New York scene too, Performing in New York has has its advantages of like there's a lot of venues, there's a lot of stuff going on, there's a lot of places to perform, but the scene of like the promoter business and like people trying to get their bag, like that is very hard. And like yeah. that's where I kind of like lean towards other cities of like wanting to perform there because they don't have like this like you have to bring this many people and produce yeah. this much amount of money. Uh, and if you don't do that, and they, they try to be, you know, shysty and everything. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, actually, I want 20% instead of 30%. You know what I mean? Like, they'll do that. And I've experienced that a lot in New York and a lot with, like, men trying to pull one over on you. Like, you know, send you a contract they don't think you're going to read or something like that. So that's been, like, frustrating when performing at venues. But in other cities, there's also the problem of, like, there's so many, like, pay-to-plays, right? So it's, like, wow, right. you have to pay $500 yeah. to get on stage it's and, like, do this. Like, yeah, great. like, Atlanta, uh, Miami, Orlando. Like, they're really big on that of, like, pay-to-plays. In New York, you just kind of, like, scoot by, but you got you to gotta look out for people because they're going to try to screw you over. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yo, big on the pay-to-plays. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, when Jake and I just started performing, we were like, oh, yo, there are videos out. People were going crazy. People were like, oh, you guys just have so much energy. But I would love to have you at my show. $600. $600. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, it's not like you should be paying me $600, bro. Right. But like, it was kind of difficult. And then touching on Trey's point, it was like, every time like, oh, what do you do? And just like, oh, I'm a rapper. And just like, oh. Okay. Like, so it's kind of like that, yeah. Demeaning yeah. kind of tone and stuff. So. Hmm. So what do y'all feel like? Like what can like change all of that? Yeah. Cool. Like what's that first step to like really make a difference? I think one thing is people just have to be authentic. Like the creatives have to be authentic in their art, and like <laughs> there's we, there's people you know certain creatives that like you know follow trends and things like that. And, I think the more of yourself that you put in your craft, the more people can respect what you do, you know? And I think that is a huge point, whatever it may be. I mean, Tom, but you have your own way of going about it, yeah. uh, which I think is amazing. Yeah. We, we just need people to just be authentic in the craft. And, and people, not with Sean, you know, eventually, but mm. also at the end of the day, it's like you can't change a person's mind. No. Like, you yeah. Know, like right. Some people are just very dead set on their views and you just gotta like, all right, you're not my audience. Move on and go to the next people that appreciate you. Yeah, I think too, like stuff that Baseline's doing is like doing these collective shows. Because mm -hmm. right now, like when I go to a show like the Delancey or something, I got a rock band, I got an R&B mm -hmm. artist, I got a, a rapper, and I got like some like tricky geeky like hippie shit going on. And I got like a, a EDM DJ all in one night, and it's like I don't know. I don't want to go and see all these different things going on like I want a cohesive show kind of like the baseline was even though we're all different we still had like the same energy yeah. so I think that like really banding together as a community of performers and artists is going to help like shift that of like approaching venues of like hey instead of like me as Ame just going and playing a show at the Delancey it's like I have four artists in the same genre that can bring like the same type of crowd and make this like a memorable night where y'all will make money and will also make an impact as well Okay. So, yeah. like, coming together. Yeah. Coming together. Like, y'all did. Yeah. 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 Okay. I love Absolutely. it.
Um, okay. So what are some like battles you guys have had um, that's like taught you like about like the industry or like something that a moment in your life where you just feel like, oh, I don't know if I could just keep making music anymore, but you push through. You could like share a story about that. Um, back in like 2019, that's when like my brother and I started Black Women Twins and we were in this artist development like studio and they have this program where you get to go in and perform for like A&Rs or executives for like, what, like 20 minutes or something? Yeah. And they would give you a review like on the spot and you already know how we perform. We go in like screaming and all that. Right. It's like a room like this with like three people on the couch and after it was done, we're like all sweating and like puffing and puffing. And then he was like, that was dope, but I think you should, it's too much bass. No one's going to be listening to this in the car. And I thought it was kind of crazy. And then we didn't drop the song yet. And we we're like kind of discouraged and we're like, maybe we should just put it out. And literally when we put it out, every single video that we got back from people listening to it was in the car. <laughs> it was oh, like crazy. Yeah. Was wow. Like, okay. Right. So it was pretty cool. After that, we didn't even listen to nobody. We just kind of just started doing our own thing. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. You just you can't let people dictate you know your next move. So I'm glad you guys did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a similar experience in New York as well too. Doing one of those you know um, setups where you're performing for ARs and whatnot. I never forget. It goes Virgin. Um, uh, uh, G-Unit and Bad Boy representatives there. And I performed one on, did my music. And I remember it was a dude from Bad Boy. He said, and I quote, I don't get it, so I don't like it. So, fuck it. Wow. Okay, all right. Yeah. And obviously at the time, you know, I was younger, I was like, damn, that sucks. You're discouraged. Because I mean, when you go in and make music, obviously, you're true, right? You're comfortable in that moment. So when someone like shits on it, it's like, damn, what do I do now? So it took me a while to actually bounce back from that because yeah, that's a long ass car ride from here back. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's that. But for a moment there, I was <laughs> hating Bad Boy. I was on Tupac shit. I was hating Bad Boy for a moment. That, that entire car, I was like, fuck Bad Boy. Because it was like, at yeah, the moment, I was just, yeah, you know, obviously. It kind of broke you a little yeah, bit. It yeah, it sucked. It sucked. So definitely, I could relate to that. You know, when someone does that to you, because again, I feel like even if you take somebody who is semi-talented, if you put the time in, you go to a studio, you put, you write the music, you have to show a little bit of respect. You know, you know, creative, you know, constructive criticism is, is enough. Don't, you know, shoot someone down like that because it takes time to put all that energy in. So, mm. um, My story is like a little different, but like I grew up doing musical theater. Like I like I recently just like transitioned over to, you know, doing my own music. And I'll never forget my, like, last audition callback in theater was I got a, my agent called me in for Mean Girls, the musical. And, like, you know, I thought I was, like, more of a, a Janice Ian type. But they called me in for Karen, like, the dumb one. I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I'll, I'll go in for this. Like, I'll try it out. And they're like, oh, it's a dance call. And I was like, well, I'm not, like, a, I'm not a dancer. Like, I can move. You know, I can move on stage with them. But, like, I'm not a dancer. So I go in for this callback. And they're like, they're like, oh, it's just like a movers callback. You won't be dancing too much if you get called back, whatever. So I sang and I got the call back and I was wondering, I was like, damn, I'm like, I could hear everybody else. I'm like, you know, they sound like, you know, pretty, pretty average of like, you know, like I can do this, whatever. I get in that dance room with like the head choreographer and the assistant director and like these girls were kicking their faces and like spinning around and like quadruple circles and like doing splits and shit and I was like oh my gosh I'm so fucked like I cannot do any of this and when I tell y'all I was dancing like the opposite direction of them like I was facing backwards and they were facing front I was like over in the corner and they were like in the middle like it was just it was the worst audition I've ever had and that was very <laughs> discouraging but it propelled me then to be like why the hell am I like trying to appease, like, all these white people on, like, you know, because Broadway musical theater is very, very white. Like, they're going to try to say, like, oh, we're changing it. Like, you can play whatever role you can. Now, you cannot. Like, I'm still going to get call called in for, like, The Color Purple, Dream Girls, like, any black girl role. And, like, that was kind of my breaking moment where I was, like, I can just kind of make my own music and go that route and, like, not have to worry about people telling me, like, to kick my face or, like, spin around or even, like, 
belt, sing a note that I don't want to sing. You know what I mean? So that for me was like my discouraging moment in the industry, but it also just like propelled me to like go and do this full force. So, mm. That's fine. Yeah. Any Trey? Trey? Well, one? One, yeah. <laughs> one, one story. That's a horrible question. Nah, um, I mean, when I was younger, when I first started doing music, I was like 17. This is why I live in Chicago. And, uh, I don't know if y'all remember, homie. Dude, uh, the song Snapback and Tattoos. Yeah. You remember that joint? So, dude, he was popping at the time, obviously. So, he was going on tour doing his thing. And he was having this contest in Chicago. It was on the west side. And um, it, like, it was a line full of different artists out, outdoors just trying to go in and just perform in front of these judges to go on tour to open up for dude. And this is me at 17 and like just trying to. I don't know, it's just like, yeah, the music thing is my thing, and um, I haven't had a management. I ended up getting with a management later on, but at that time, I was just all independent. My mom came through, and she was supporting me, as mothers do. Shout out to you, mama. <laughs> um, but one on stage, and it was my first, my very first performance, but um, I've always had this, like, um, natural talent to be on stage. Uh, I mean, obviously, I had to, you know, refine myself over the years, but it was always innate for me. So when I got on stage and did my thing, I ended up becoming like the top, like last two people or whatever. It was me and it was an R&B singer. And the R&B singer, I mean, he was cool. Like dude was fire, but it was like the crowd, like you know when you do the the judge and you're like, are you, are you feeling so and so and so and so? It was like definitely on my side of things. But then at the end of the, like the night, it ended up becoming the um, snapback and tattoos guy uh, decision. And he ended up choosing an R&B artist because, you know, I don't know. Like afterwards, a lot of people came up to me and were like, oh, man, you should have got that. You, robbed, you got robbed, all this type of stuff. And I'm like, as a kid, I'm just like, dang, like, I really put my all into it. My mom came through. Uh, I didn't care about nothing. I was even cursing on stage when my mom was there. <laughs> I put everything on there, on the line. <laughs> <You know? Dang. laughs> and then they were like, my mom was very proud of me. She was like, that was, that was an amazing performance. She was like blown away. She was like, that's not my baby up there. Because mm -hmm. I was such a quiet kid. And then going on stage, I just flourished. But uh, but yeah, it was like, all right, it was obviously like a political move where it's like, you can't, like, you, you would rather have someone that's like an R&B artist opening up for you versus like, some he didn't want to see you win. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't want to see you win. Exactly. Exactly. So I was like, all right. But that's the same lesson I got like, that y'all got. I was like, don't depend on people to right. give you a green light or like some cosign. Just do what you got to do and yeah. let people will see it. Yeah. I even did like a music review like literally like two nights ago, like online, like one of those things. And everyone like, like, like completely annihilated my song, like hold me down the remix that was out. Like we were like, this is trash. It's not good. Like there's too much going on. Like this completely like broke it down. And I was like, damn, I was like this, this industry can be like really brutal when it's like your personal right. shit. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's like really, it's, it's interesting to kind of like navigate towards cause it's like, they really are like attacking, I guess like your work, but yeah. it's not your work. You know what I mean? Like it's all subjective, but yeah. So I, can I, can yes, I speak. Can yes. I be able to do that? Of course. All right, for sure. So I was going to ask, as like a, a black woman, like, what is the, I, I imagine your uphill battle is like 10 times more. So it's like, what, like, how do you navigate through that as far as like, make opportunities for yourself and being able to like, take all that type of criticism in and still keep going? Like, how do you navigate? Yeah. Well, honestly, my background in theater like, is like really, really important because in theater, like they like acting coaches, whatever, they'll yell at you. They'll break you down. So you're like crying in the middle of the floor and like about your life and like think that you're like not shit. Like mm -hmm. I've had acting coaches just like tell me like you're not talented, like mm -hmm. you need to not do this anymore, like yell in my face, whatever. And like that made me have like really, really, really thick skin. So when I entered the like do my music, I was like, nothing can phase me. But like. I don't know, it's like, it's a game. It's like, I like games. I'm very competitive because of theater. And I don't know, I have to like, y'all men, y'all men are a little crazy in the industry, wanting things and want, you know, and you have to find a way to like manipulate and, you know, speak your mind and like, and, and be there. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's challenging. Like it's challenging. It's challenging being a dark skin woman as well, because I feel like a lot of like, you know, the artists, the women artists, R&B right now, like, they're light skin, they're like, they're, you know, 
super like weaves like hair to the nines or whatever and that's just like that's just not me you know like you know I'm hot I'm good I'm, you know whatever but like it's not I'm not living up to the standard and then being darker on top of that just brings like this whole new layer but I ain't gonna let discourage me I'm gonna beat their asses yes. <laughs> keep fighting don't let nobody yeah. you know break you down girl but having support from like different male artists and like producers and stuff has been super helpful like being there to advocate, having Zach there to advocate for me, like, even though, like, it shouldn't, it, like, makes a huge difference, like, whether, like, he steps in or whether I step in, you know, and say something, but, um, yeah, but I appreciate you for recognizing that. Yeah. I just always, you know, just know you have support in this room, for sure. I, I appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, These black men care. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Listen to black women. Yes. 100%. We are being heard. 100%. And also seeing, like, like Meg Thee Stallion right now, and if y'all are following, like, that yes. whole debacle, like, it is so sad to watch her have to sit there and, like, advocate for herself, like, constantly on the media and, like, like on the internet. Like, I get into it with trolls every single day on Twitter and Instagram, like, over that, but, like... <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's, like, really discouraging to see a black woman, like, have to go through that, like, on a national, you know, yeah. level. Oh, yeah. And like, Trey was, I mean, you have the, the, the sexism, you have the racism, right? So, you have to... <laughs> you have the colorism yeah. on top of it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's all bad. So, yeah, that's just, you know, that's a uphill battle. Man. Yes. Megan, we, we were on your side. <laughs> You're on your side, bro. I'm on, I'm on Twitter every day. <laughs> Stick it up for you. We believe you, Megan. <laughs> okay. Um... Well, thank you guys for sharing those personal stories with me. I, I like, I feel inspired too, you know, it hasn't been easy, like doing, I feel I'm doing this yeah. all on my own, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing with us, yeah. we, have, we have to, like we have yeah. to do all this stuff on our own. Like we have to learn every single like aspect of the business to like get ahead and know what we're doing, which makes us better in the end. Yes. So. Yeah. So true. So true. So, what do you guys hope to accomplish through your music and your artistry within, like, the next two years? I'm trying to be everywhere. Yeah, I want to go on tour. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, to okay. on tour. tour. I don't want, I want things to get crazy because crazy is good in my opinion. You want chaos. Yeah, chaos. yeah. I just yeah. want the schedule to look wild and, like... Busy. Yeah. 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 Booked and busy. Yeah. That's what I yeah. That's what, what I about would, the bank accounts? <laughs> yeah, that would be overflowed. Got multiple bank accounts. <laughs> Ideally, like I would just like to get right now I work in corporate life, I work in like healthcare, project managing. I would like to just like not do that anymore. So oh. I'd like to I work in healthcare too. Oh you do? Yeah. Oh, oh wow, okay. We'll go talk, okay, because you know I Okay help. I, I, I do recruiting, so you know, we'll have to talk about your healthcare experience after this <laughs> wow okay but yeah I mean, like you're saying it's basically obviously you know getting away from that and being able to just do this do this full time living yeah off of this, provide and you know just be happy wake up every day and be able to just okay i have this idea i can just go ahead and mm -hmm. do this and then have a plan and you know see the return and everything that comes from that being able to just fully focus on that and have your energy on that that would mm -hmm. be ideal yeah sometimes it's like hard to switch your energy between like oh yeah like even coming coming today, I was yeah. like so late. I like change on the train and like everything comes from work, yeah. and it's like I would just like to focus on the craft. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so true. Yeah, I mean to be like more particular, what I want to do is uh, just the creative aspect of just being an artist. But I've always been uh, business savvy, management savvy. So uh, I have a collective that I've been managing of artists. So just getting them on their feet and just keeping moving and like growing on that aspect as well. Basically, just like sharpening my management and marketing skills. Yeah. Okay. Um, for us, I mean, definitely, like what all you guys said, like doing this and not have to worry about your nine to five. But we are, we also decided to like tap into other mediums. Like, I, we love like Donald Glover and Kanye West and like how we tap into like film fashion and all that and i'd love to do that and i we already like kind of taught ourselves how to film and video yeah. edit already and we kind of experiment on our like our last music video we edited and stuff so okay so yeah so that's, that's i like that so do you guys all of, as um for all of you guys like do you guys besides like the music do you guys have any other um what is it called Medium. mediums mm -hmm. yeah what else do you guys do other than music or is yeah, I um so I 
because I had to, like, when I was starting out, to do everything, like, by myself. So I, like, learned how to, like, video edit and everything. Like, I really love editing music videos. You love and editing. I love editing. <laughs> I love <laughs> editing. And you know and you know what? I love oh. editing, not myself. So, oh, okay. like, y'all for me. So, like, I would love, you know, I can use, like, all of the different programs, like, Final Cut and everything. Okay. Um, but I do love editing, and I learned how to do that just because I, like, had to learn how to do that for the craft. Yeah. Um, but then I actually, like, love construction and, like, doing build-outs and stuff like that. So that's, like, my other, like, niche of, like, managing, um, like, construction build-outs. And, like, I would love to flip houses someday. That would be, like, that's really, oh, like... Yeah, so I'm, like, working on getting my... Yeah, I'm working on getting my, um, my stuff set up so I can, like, leave the corporate life and kind of, you know, be my own business owner and do it that way. Um, but, yeah, I okay. like to, the back-end stuff, the business side. I love that. Okay. So, yeah, I do. I do videography, editing. Um, I also get into some three D rendering. Three D what? Three D rendering, like Blender. That's oh, okay. oh, that's really cool. Um, uh, screenwriting as well. Do some screenwriting. I've actually um, done one short film and plan on doing a few more. But that's if it's not music. I always my thing was music was easy to get into passion wise. When you do when you do movies, you need more than just yourself. <laughs> so yeah. it's a little harder to pick right. up off the ground. So music was just a lot more accessible. But if it's not music, it's definitely I'm into some sort of movies. I'm huge movie buff. So okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, I already kind of touched on it. Before. Yeah, like the management and marketing side of things. Like eventually, I want to have my own um, talent talent management record label. Uh, to work out with artists and just give them opportunities because uh, I love seeing other people flourish. Like I love seeing talent being able to get that, that light that they deserve. So I've been, yeah, just working on that, getting the team. Well, I have my team together and just expanding. Um, we got a couple of shows booked in Chicago for some of the artists that I've uh, been, you know, helping out managing and things like that. So yeah, it's just that's mainly what I'm into. But then also been meeting people and like different actors and stuff and been getting to the idea of coming up with TV shows and you know uh, there's a clothing brand I'm working on so it's like it's, it's always something yeah a hodgepodge of things wow. so it's always something it just depends on you know um, the effort and time it's worth to okay alright so, I would love to get back into acting but yeah. like that's gotta I gotta wait for the industry to kinda no, catch up a little bit yeah I can to see go back you I can see you doing that though for sure absolutely yeah, it's it. That's what I went to school for. So I like went to yeah. school for theater and acting, and like took a break in the last couple of years. But I would love to like go full force back into that and like get back with my agency, but one step at a time. Yeah, one step at a time. Okay. So have y'all like collabed? Like any of you guys together? We're working, <laughs> we're working yeah, on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah. y'all. I feel like I feel like y'all should. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, no, they don't sure. know it yet, but I have a project. For each and one of y'all, I just gotta build up to it. Word. Okay. I'm talking beats or what? The whole song I have, I'm a huge collab person. When I meet somebody and the energy's right, the next thing is, how can we do, how Work can we together. make it? So, because you only have limited time here, right? So, when you meet somebody and you, you vibe, think of ways to create together. Yeah. So that's my, that's yes. my first. So yeah. From drone, I was like, okay, all right, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. we, so, my, my mind just started going. That's so, what's up. Definitely gonna have some stuff on that down the pipeline for y'all. So, okay. and y'all are working right now on yeah, something. Brainstorming. Okay. We're brainstorming. Yeah, okay. I was actually looking at beats yesterday for us, oh, and like word. going through some yeah, stuff. Yeah, sending me stuff, and I'm like looking at them like, oh, yeah, we'll do yeah, I'm gonna do yeah. some, we'll do some cool stuff. It was so funny see her at the studio, and it was in Williamsburg. Oh, I forgot that that's when we met. Yeah, like yeah, I literally forgot that's yeah. And it was it was hold me down. Oh, what no. track was that? Uh, a track that's not released yet, or did you perform it, right? I'm off did I? Trying to put it out there. Oh yeah, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Close your ears. Track, An no. exclusive. <laughs> yeah, no. It was you came on me and somebody's son. Go right, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah it was yeah, Paul. Yeah. yeah, it was a dope session because when we first met that that session, and then you were doing something new on that track. Mm -hmm. so oh yeah, rapping. yeah. So when oh, the track comes out, okay. I'm doing a little. I'm doing a little rap, tapping in a little okay. rap game, but yeah. I was so nervous. Like, I was sweating. Like, <laughs> Trey, you were there. I was yeah. like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. but the producer we work with, like, he really, like, brought it out of me and, like, brought That's me to my right. comfort level, and I was able to, like, spill a little fire, yeah. I guess. Track, <laughs> track is that what you say? Spill a little fire? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. No, the track is hot, though. It was cool. Like, it was, it was fun. So Thanks. I'm excited to get in the studio with you. And then, you know, y'all, it's always something. I don't know. There's always some medium. Can, you know, mm -hmm. you can create it. So. Yeah. 
actually going to the studio tomorrow to finish up that uh, track if you want to come. In this, where, where at? Uh, 39th Street, I'm going to a different studio. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Just let me know. Yeah. Give me information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me information. That'd be fine. Okay. Wow. This is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. Okay, so I have a question for you, Amelia. Mm -hmm. So how, how would you like say like music is a part of your identity? My identity. Okay. So... I mentioned before, I'm adopted, right? So I grew up with like two white parents. They're mm -hmm. pastors, double whammy, they're both pastors. And my father did like a worship band, like growing up, like in his church every Sunday. So I started out singing there. And then long story short, like I started, you know, going through musical theater and like connecting through that way. And I started doing musical theater at a young age at like 10. And there was like a theater that would hire, you know, people in the summer. And I started doing that then. Then I went to Temple University for musical theater and graduated. And I was like, I've always loved musical theater. I was like, this isn't really like what it is, right? It was what I want to do. Then I meet my, I found a way to meet my birth family, right? Like I like Facebook, like literally like dig them up. Wow. Yeah. So like on my adoption papers, it was a closed adoption, but one, one line had my mom's last name on it. So like, Years later, I mean, like it was like what 27, 28. I like went on Facebook and I had searched that last name to like no be no end. Like I just searched it. Yeah. I went and I like found I found someone, this lady that looked like me a little bit, like had my eyes and my nose. I was like, that's got to be my sister. Like she's in Philly. Message her. Message every single person that liked her page or like were friends with her and had the same last name. Eventually, I'm finding like my birth family. But I say that to say that I found out that like my family's like huge musically wise and like in in um the fashion uh industry like now my birth aunt i don't know if you met them met her at the show but um she she dresses me now like every for every single show every single photo shoot i do wow. and she lived like 10 blocks away from me when i found them like she was just right down the street in new york which is like crazy and i found out that my acting teacher in college she came just to like sub for a couple months and i like really connected with her and then she's my cousin so what? yeah so just like yeah. it was yeah like she was my cousin like i had no idea i was like like pe people at my school were like amelia or ame it's weird that you are like like going to this person's like house and, and office hours and like watching her kid like why are you doing this and i was like i don't know i just like really like her turns out she was my cousin so That's yeah crazy. such a small world but i say that to say that like my family like really my like without me even knowing it like they really like help my love and passion for music and performing and like to see that all kind of come full circle and see that it's like part of me and like built in me not even not even from like my adoptive family but like my birth family as well right that's kind of where that comes so from it was yeah. it was embedded in it you. was embedded in my in my knees oh, and I, love it. <laughs> I love it got a whole ass movie right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Or a book. Yeah, there you go. Or a book. Something. Yeah. It's, yes. it's really like a crazy story of like how it actually came to fruition. That was like the really condensed version. But okay. yeah, I would love to share that story someday yes. in a bigger level. Okay. So Trey, I have a question for you. Um, so what advice can you give to new artists to like gain confidence on stage? Just be yourself. I, I mean, I feel like that's easier said than done, but I just feel like that's the only way you're going to be confident in yourself. It's just, you, like, just don't care. Yeah. You know, I care. Like, know what you need to work on. Obviously, take, like, constructive criticism and just make sure, and also make sure you're in a, an environment where you have a group of people around you that can nurture your talent and help you, like, strive. Not yes men, but, like, just mm -hmm. people that are there that can support you because real people that's going to support is going to, help you fine tune yourself and then also be there when you're doing excellent and doing amazing. So yeah, but at the end of the day, they should always and like they should always and in your inner voice should be like, yeah, I'm gonna be the most authentic person I can be um, in my expression. And I feel like the more you do that, the more confidence you'll, you'll have because you're gonna connect with somebody in this world. Mm -hmm. Like you're not alone, like no one's alone really. You may feel that way, but um, there's about 7 billion people on there's somebody there that's going through the same stuff that you're going through and you never know who needs to hear your music or see yourself express yourself the way you do you know because it just helps them connect on their thing you know with themselves on a deeper level so yeah just just be you just be you dog right okay tambo right yep. okay so 
for you, my question is, what ways do you feel like your music like gives back to the community? Um, I was just talking to Trey about this too. I have for the past. Y'all been talking about yeah. this yeah. like all day. Yeah. 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 We're out there kicking it for a little bit. But um, before uh, the pandemic and everything, I do something local with the Central Pier Food Bank. We do a food drive live music thing. Uh, we've done it for a number of years in the Capitol Steps. Basically, people come in, you know, drop some food in the bins. We've actually had some very successful years, but it's a mixture. Some local rock bands, of course, hip hop and different you know, artists come up and we just put on a show. People just walk up to the steps, enjoy it, family oriented and stuff like that. So that's something we've done. And we also done shows before and like, um, what is it? We had costume contests and stuff like that, Halloween parties. We've done a number of different things. My thing is always about giving back. And the reason for that is because I feel like Everything I've been able to do is because someone was there at one point helping me, reaching out and helping me. I mean, I'm from one of the poorest places in the world, right? So for me to be sitting here with y'all, somebody, a long list of somebody's had to make a decision to say, I'm going to help this family and I'm going to help this person out. So it's just the one main thing for me. It's just everything I do has to have some way for it to give back to somebody else because it's not mine. It's never been mine. I just have an opportunity to have this power, so I gotta go ahead and just find ways to just give it back to somebody. Mm. So that's just yeah, my thing there. Yes, snaps for that. Yes. <laughs> that's good. Keep giving back. Keep giving back. Okay, and then the Black Wonder Twins. How you doing? Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who came up with this name, Black Wonder Twins? That's him, right there. Okay, give me an explanation. Give me the story. Where were you at when you came up with this in your mind? <laughs> I was, I was in um the dining room of my old house, and I was thinking of ways to like, man, how can I collaborate with him? Oh yeah, because all of his music videos, he has some kind of cartoon character in it as a feature. So I was like, all right, I was looking at Spider-Man, that's taken. Iron Man, nah, Captain America, I don't like Captain America. Um, <laughs> so then eventually I ran into the Wonder Twins, like the cartoon. Right. Um, so oh, I, I was like, huh, I'm a twin, so. Okay. It's a boy and a girl, but it's like, you know, we could change it. We're black, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how it came to be. Okay. All right, you know. Yeah. So, you never got to make the not gonna make the clap out. Yeah, you passed. Oh, oh, like, oh. oh. Wonder Twins. I don't know. Oh, I didn't even know the Wonder. Twins. I don't know what that yeah, is. The Wonder Twins. Yeah. So they're they're a band or something. Who are they? The Wonder Twins. Oh, I thought you were talking about somebody else. Oh, no, 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 I do. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I didn't know that was a cartoon. Okay. Yeah, they're interesting. One of them can turn to an animal, and another one turns into like water. Bro, that's so interesting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo, it was so funny. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm trying to fill y'all's dynamic out, like the energy. So, hmm. And while y'all, when y'all are making music, like who is control of like one thing and who does the other thing, or do y'all like collab? Like, how does it work? Well, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll so um, usually we kind of like he like makes the beats and stuff, and he kind of sits down. Whether he picks out a sample or a drum pattern, then I'm kind of like the energy or like the vibe, like setter. I'm just okay. like, okay, I like that. And then like either when he gets a groove, I'm just jumping around and shit in the back, and then making a bunch of scatting a bunch of bullshit, and I'm like, oh, well, that's good, that's good. And then we kind of build on top of it. Mm-hmm. So like whether he whether I come up with the flow pattern first or if he finds a sample, it's kind of like a back and forth thing. Okay. So, a twin thing. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. we're just always like on the same page. Yeah. Like, and then have you guys ever thought about like creating music separately? Yeah, we have. That's, oh, that's okay. Oh, separate. And then you guys know. came together. Definitely in the future, I can see ourselves. Oh, going different ways. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chloe, Halle kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> not, on bad, not in a bad way. But like, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, to take me separately. Okay, well that's that's cool. I like it. I like it. Um, I guess now I just want to like open up the 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 stage or the floor or the ch- couches. <laughs> These are comfortable couches. I'm like bothering. <laughs> yes. Um, do you guys have any questions for each other? Mm. Ooh. Uh, 
So you guys all seen each other perform and okay. Speaking to the mic, ask him a question. So what was it like coming from Sierra Leone and where did you come from? Like to New York or No, so um again, talking to Trey earlier. Yeah, um I, I came here when I was about like seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Little backstory. Uh it's four sisters. Two brothers. All all my sisters were born in Pittsburgh. They were all born in Pittsburgh. All the boys were born in Sierra Leone. Um, my dad was a minister, so we have a lot of similarities. Great, right, right here too. That you see, we have a lot Wait, of similarities. You too. Mm-hmm. We're all PKs. Yeah, yeah. we are. <laughs> Damn, that's, wow. that's a little crazy. That, that is okay. All so right. you know, my dad being a minister and everything like that. Um, I came, like I said, seven. I got on a plane, went to England first. Thank. I think it was New York and then we came down to um, Harrisburg. I can't remember exactly, but um, it was an interesting ride, obviously. Never even saw a plane before. You know, I'm a little kid in, in, in Africa just running around half the time without shoes on and whatnot. So <laughs> I got on a plane and um, I was telling him it was one of those things right before war started. The war, it was a 10-year civil war that, that happened in Sierra Leone. And um, I never understood why we were in a rush until I got a little older and realized that, you know, the, the, the politics that's involved and all that. And you know my family name and stuff like that, so we had to dip out as soon as possible. But coming here was a was a culture shock because I came here, I left Sierra Leone, but I came here and lived in one of the craziest hoods in, in Harrisburg, right? So, oh, yeah. so to me, it's like it's wild because I've always found appreciation in that. Where you know, no matter how bad you think you have it, somebody else is probably going through some. You know, so it's yeah. like the whole aspect of comparing it. I left this place where I thought was you know great came over here and there's a lot of stuff going on here, but it's better than that place that I just left. So it's constantly just mm-hmm. moving forward, but it was a culture shock. You know, it took me a while to really get used to what America was. Mm-hmm. And I even said in the song that I performed that night, you know, I was talking to Trey about this as well, to the identity aspect of it, you know, we can relate to this. Going back to being around predominantly white people, at yeah. some point it's hard to hold on to your identity as a black person. It's like you can't help it, but you sort of slip a little bit. Ah, yeah. You yeah. sort of slip. You may not want to, but you slip a little bit to where you, you do whatever you can to conform, to fit in, because you don't want to be the outcast, right? So you end up finding yourself speaking a certain do certain things like, oh shit, is this really me? But you did it for survival tactics. And I'm just at a place right now in my life where, you know, it's just I'm okay being who I am, you know? I, I was literally one of two or three, four black people in a school with a lot of white kids, and, and I always felt like I was an outcast, but I'm just okay with who I am. So to answer your question, it was just a culture shock. You're just coming in here and then figuring out who you are, but constantly, you know, figuring out not only are you a black person, but you're also an African. You know, that's something, mm-hmm. too, that I also talk about is being in a hood, you know, you will be called out by black people for speaking a certain way. Yeah. That's yeah. just the matter. You know, it's like literally, I always say, no matter which room I walked into, I was always a minority because if I was in the block, I'm always going to be looked at different because I'm African. If I was a school, I'm looked at different because I'm a black guy. So it's this constant flux. So, you know, it's basically just figuring it out and then being comfortable who you are. Shout out awesome. to you for figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you. It's not easy. Yeah, I'm still figuring easy. it out. I mean, it's yeah. not easy. It's an ongoing thing as life goes on. You know, one day you feel like this is who I am, but you adjust. You have to be, you know, be able to, you know, adjust and modify certain things. But it is not easy. But I think that's something we can all relate to. Always feeling like an outcast. And yeah. Yeah. And there's like different stages too of it. It's like yeah. you feel it. You feel like you got it, and then you're like, oh, exactly. I'm in. I'm in. Look, I got this. You know, yep. I'm no longer an Oreo, right? Yeah, and then exactly. Someone oh, be throwing something at you. Yeah. You, <laughs> you don't know something, and you're like, I'm right back where I started. Exactly. Like, I got into a lot of shit last year because I literally did not know, and I blame because I grew up with white people. I didn't know Mariah Carey was black. Oh, wow. Like it changed no yeah, it changed everything for me. I did not know she was black. Like I like I grew up thinking she was a white woman. I know. <laughs> Someone took away my black card from me. They're like, well, yeah, maybe I didn't know initially either. Yeah. I didn't I did know initially. Know. Yeah. She's light skinned. She, yeah. But, but they also put her out there to not look black. They also, right. they also yeah. marketed yeah. her to not yeah. be a black woman. So right. the kid I just thought like and then you know, as a girl I just literally never knew and I thought she was just like this like privileged white woman for too long. I saw that for too long. I was like, oh, you know? But there's just always things like that. Like, just so, just so I learned about the culture that I just, like, really didn't know growing up around white people. And it's like, yeah, it is embarrassing now, like, when I'm, like, joking with, you know, my friends in a room full of people of color. But it's like, that kind of stuff, like, we really just, like, didn't, like, have, like, we weren't privy to. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Understandable. 
Yeah. Definitely. Um, I didn't, we didn't mention this, but we were actually born in the Bronx and lived in Alberta for a while. And then we moved to the state. So it was like, kind of like Eagles, but way on a smaller scale. Like the, the culture side. It was like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. All black to all white. Yeah. So it was like, oh, <laughs> there's like, nights are so silent and so quiet bro, compared to like <laughs> the city where it's like hella loud. So, yeah. And, so, I have a question for y'all. I mean, you guys have one of the most unique sounds I've ever heard. Oh, like, oh, yeah. And I love it. I mean, I love it. But if you had to describe your fan base, how would you describe what your fan base is? What do they look like? Oh, man. Just weird internet trolls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. Like, I've been on some of these discords, and I would send my music, and it was just like, oh, fire, fire. But then following up, it would be these weird gifs <laughs> and memes, and I'm like, all right, I need to get off of this. Like, it's so, I can't, they, they're on that Discord, like, all day. Yeah. Like, I'll be coming home from work, and I'm like, damn, you still there? It's so We're talking from 4 a.m. till now. Wow. Yeah, but I love it though. They're really cool. Yeah. What, what about what about y'all? You want to go? Um, just, what was the question? What was the question? Your fan base. Fan base. Describe your fan base. Um, yeah, just just vibers. I feel like a lot of my music is a lot, lot more uh, coffee house, uh, tiny desk style. I like doing intimate concerts. Um, the more I can like have people packed in one space, the better, I feel like. Uh, Cause I just like that intimacy. So yeah, just the vibe is people um, like messages in the music. That's, that's how I start my creative processes. I think of like what message I'm gonna put out there. And then I listen to the sound, see what sound fits. Uh, but again, it's usually in that realm of neo soul, jazz, R&B, uh, really 90s influence. Um, so yeah, those people. I mean, I just did an event not too long ago, and it was like the perfect crowd, but a lot of them were like very more into like spirituality, yeah. and conscious eating, health, um, sounding so like, like pompous, but no, it's like, that's, <laughs> that's really like the crowd, and they're great people, it's all love every single time. Like, they're amazing people, because they all have, like we all have this sense of just wanting to be united, you know? Um, so yeah, I feel like if, those are the people that I, I reach out to. Okay. Cool. I'd say for me, like, in person, like, when I meet people in person, I'm very, obviously, like, outgoing. I like to talk a lot. Um, so, like, people come to my shows or a lot of my coworkers and just, like, friends I meet out at mm -hmm. bars or on the street. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'm just like, hey, come to the show. Come vibe with me. On the internet, that's different. It's just, like, a lot of, like, creepy old men. Um <laughs> Or young men, creepy men, just like, you know, in my DMs and that kind of stuff or like commenting. So it's a very vast difference between like who's coming to my shows versus like who's on my social media and following me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, exci I'm, I'm excited as I like grow to kind of build that, that um, fan base and really kind of make it meld together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not just one or the other, but yeah. What would you do if you did a show and just all this old? Like, I would twerk so hard and put a bucket for tips right in the place. That's what I would do. Wow. Sounds like a vibe. So I have a question for This is my personal. You know, just to hear what y'all got to say about this. How do you know? When do you know your song's done? Damn. <laughs> That's a really good question. Honestly, like. I have a, like, for me, it's pretty simple. It's like, if I hear it, I'm like, all right, that's the one. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I've had times where I've, like, finished a track, and I'm like, yeah, that's the one I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, we just did a track recently um, with a collaborator, uh, Kaz, and, like, the track that we did, shout out to Kaz, amazing that talent. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I did the track, and then when they hopped on it, it was, like, right in the studio. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a video for this and the promo for it. Like, yeah. It wasn't even done mixing the master yet. It was mm -hmm. just, like, you can kind of see like the potential already. So there's times like that. And then there's other times where I work on a track for like months and then it don't really come together until like the final moments. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, if I'm like working on something for too long, that's when I know it's like, yeah. it's either done or I'm not fucking with it. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not like, this is too much of my time, too much of my energy. It's like, yeah. cause you know, like there's songs that you write that are like come out in like two seconds where you're just like flowing. And I feel like, those are the ones I try to gravitate towards keeping and the ones that are taking me too long. I'm just like, you know what? 
was a good exercise. Kind of yeah. pass that along. Yeah. Those are the best ones, like the lightning in the bottle moments. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that connect and resonate with people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like um, what Jake and I usually do when we come back from the studio, we usually like record it. We're like not sure how we feel about it. We always give it the twenty-four hour rule. It's just like yo, in the morning if we listen to it, not fucking with it, it's not it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we don't do that, we have this like whole long training process where we going back and forth with the mastering engineer. We got seven, eight different versions of it, and we still don't like it. So usually we're just like, if we don't like it, when after that twenty four hours, then we kind of just trash it. Yeah, I think it's interesting though too, because I'm sure y'all had these moments too, where like you've had a song and it's been sitting in the vault for a while, and then like you decide to drop or whatever, and you're not thinking much of it. You're just like, all right, it's a song put out. And then people love it though. Yep. And it's just like, yo, this is like the best thing. <laughs> and you're like, yo, I didn't like expect any of that. One of them was um, my track, Chrome Heart, I dropped in November last year. And it went through so many different iterations of like how the track was going to be with different production, different lyrics, different choruses, all that type of stuff. And I just decided to drop it. I'm like, I'm just going to drop it and just to have something out. Because at that time, I was mm -hmm. going, like, I didn't have nothing out for yeah. a while. End up dropping it, and then the same day, like Spotify hit me up, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put that on the playlist." I'm like, "Word, <laughs> like, nice, right. yeah." Right. I just thought I was just gonna drop it, and it was gonna be whatever, but it was cool. I mean, you just never know. That's never know. Yeah. Mm. I love it. I love this this conversation. <laughs> But yeah, so guys, I think I'm going to end it here. Okay. Okay. This is a good like talk and I'm so glad that you guys like shared a piece of y'all story with me and you know, I feel like very motivated by y'all now too. Like I want to go in the studio. Yes, but um, y'all like keep doing y'all's thing, keep inspiring the people, keep releasing the content, the videos, um, and yeah, just keep having that impact, you know, on the people that are following you because they are watching you, yeah. and they really do believe in you, and I believe in you guys. <laughs> Thank you. People yeah. like you are the reason. I mean. We're more than just artists. We're more than just music people, right? You give us a platform to talk. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. outside of the song, people don't really know us. So thank you mm -hmm. for giving us this opportunity to be no able problem. to just, you know, for real, for levels real. and yeah. layers to it. So. Yes. And thanks for participating on the last episode of yes. Season 2. <laughs> yes. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Tia Tia is out. Bye, guys. Peace. This show hot like the pot been cooking. Coming to your talks if you out here pushing. Hey, and our fans and brands stay looking. You know who to call when you ready for a booking. Shorty bad, watch the way she walked. Shorty real, real as pockets in the yard. In the building, you about to set it off.